peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? Over the course of my life, I've heard people talk through this subject, talk about this subject, go over many things and many verses, and I've heard the different arguments and positions back and forth, and especially as a young man, it's it's a it's a topic I really didn't I couldn't wrap my brain around. Of course, I wasn't even saved, so I didn't even have a a good starting point looking at the Bible. Money, finances, blessings, um, how you should approach these situations. What should you have? What shouldn't you have? Um, what should be your goal? So I'm gonna start out by saying this because I understand how. You can say something, you can make a comment, and that comment can be misconstrued because I've seen it happen to a lot of people. So I'm going to start by saying, do not misconstrue anything I say or will say to mean or to imply that you can't be rich as a believer or that you can't have money as a believer or that you can't be well off as a believer. We should all invest wisely. We should all look into different things we can do to be in a comfortable position financially. We should all do wise things with our money. If you do wise things with your money, naturally, that will generate more money. That's generally how that works. That's 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 biblically sound. There's nothing wrong with that. But the focus growing up, I saw a lot of televangelists and a lot of uh, prominent, I guess, voices within the Christian circle that seemed to focus on do this so you can get money. Now, Again, there's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with being rich. There's nothing wrong with being well off. Again, I'm going to reiterate, we should all, especially believers, be wise with our money. We should all make wise moves. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And there's many believers who've made wise moves and have gotten rich. God has blessed them greatly. But the focus on getting rich is where I believe even biblically and Lord willing, I'll show that today is, is where people go wrong. I think that, that the money being the focus and the, and the riches and the gain being the focus is where people go off the rails. I'm reading through the old Testament 
right now I'm in the book of um, uh, Samuel. I'm getting ready to be out of that book and going to the, uh, the Kings. But if there's one thing I've always noticed going through my Bible, reading these different stories, seeing different things happen. And this it, it's kind of exciting to me. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I've never I've never been so excited when reading my Bible like I have been in the past, I'd say, two or three months or so. Like, it seems as though these Old Testament stories are coming to life like never before. Like, I'm noticing things, different personality quirks, different different decisions that people have made that I see myself in, right? Like, and I've said this before, I'm looking at these stories and I'm not seeing myself as the hero in the story, right? Like I'm looking at these stories and I am the fool. I'm, it's almost like, it's almost like God is allowing me to read through my Bible with a fresh set of eyes, with a, with a proper view of myself. And I'm seeing my mistakes, my sin played out in other people. So it's almost like having an out of body experience. Like, Oh, I did that. I did that same thing. I thought that same way. I sinned that same way. I I had that same incorrect thought. I fumbled the same way. Like that's what I'm seeing now when I read my old Testament as I'm reading through my Bible. And it's to me, it's actually super beneficial because it's helping me to understand why I made some of the, the the follies and the fumbles that I made. And I'm also able to look into my Bible and see how to avoid these things. I know that was a long intro, but I'm not going to lie. I've been super excited reading the Old Testament, super excited like never before. So anyway, let's get into this. So in a book of Proverbs, chapter 23 in verse, uh, I think I'll do verse four and five. The Bible makes a statement, says something. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. But when I was reading, the thing I noticed is in verse four, labor not to be rich. So clearly, as I was reading that, I'm like, oh, I get it, right? Like, we all have to eat. We all need money to survive. You know, you got to pay bills. You got to pay your rent, your mortgage. You got to you got to buy groceries. Even if you're a hunter, if you hunt all your own food, you got to either buy a knife sharpener. If you're just hunting with a blade, you got to buy um, arrows. If you're hunting with a bow and arrow, you got to have the upkeep of your bow and arrow. If you're hunting with a gun, you have to buy ammo. Even if you reload and make your own ammo, you got to buy the equipment and you, you got to have all of the stuff to do that. If you have crop, you have to take care of your land that costs money. So we need money, right? That's the bottom line. We need money. But the focus shouldn't be riches. Again, let me reiterate, there's nothing wrong 
with having money, there's nothing wrong with being rich. Riches should not be the focus. Read that again. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. You ever met those people that have all of those different schemes that they know this is going to be the one, this is going to be that thing that makes them rich? I've noticed that I'm not going to say that some of them people scheme their way into riches. It happens, but it's rare. I found that people who happen upon riches, I'm not going to say riches weren't weren't the focus, right? Some people definitely focus on riches and they get rich, but some people, they just had some idea or something they were passionate about or something they love and they just did it. And that thing panned out. But it always seems like the people that have them, them schemes and them, oh, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be it. This is going to be the one. It just seems as though they never get there. At least, I don't know, maybe I'm just seeing things, but it, it, it appears that way from all of the things I've seen throughout life. In Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 24, let me get there in my Bible. Proverbs 27, 24, the Bible says, for riches are not forever and doth the crown endure to every generation. You see, riches, this is this is what I'm noticing. I watched uh, uh, it wasn't really a documentary. It was a 2020 um, uh what what were those things that 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 show? Uh, is it called Twenty Twenty? I think it's called Twenty Twenty. I can't even remember. Anyway, in this show, they went over lottery winners. Like this was mind boggling to me. Like literally mind boggling. There was one dude that hit the lotto for like two hundred million. I think after taxes, he had something like. Uh, was it something like 150 million, 145 million, something like that. It's a lot of money. This guy was broke in a matter of months, not years, not a couple years, not a year later. It was a matter of a couple months. Riches can be a fleeting thing. They, they can be a fleeting thing. In a book of uh, first Timothy chapter six. Let me get there. The Bible gives some warnings that I didn't really necessarily pay attention to um, early on in my walk. But now that I'm, I'm 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 looking at things with, I think, some some good, fresh eyes, I'm seeing things that I didn't see before and I'm taking heed because I don't want to I'm telling you, I. I don't want to go the way that I see a lot of a lot of people go making these mistakes, sending these sins that I would say is I'm not going to say easy things, but it's things that are readily pointed out in the Bible that you can avoid if you just pay attention to what the Bible actually says. So let's go there. And first Timothy chapter six, the Bible says, 
Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to uh, to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil uh, surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw but godliness with contentment is great gain what a contrast for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out we've all heard that saying you don't see any any u-hauls following a hearse boy that's true and having food and raiment let us let us be therewith content, but they that will be rich fall into temptation. So before I, before I go on, I thought about that statement and I, and I meant to look, look this up in, in other, um, um, uh, Bible versions and translations to see how it was worded. But when I look in my concordance at that Hebrew word or uh, Greek word that's used right there, my bad will. I looked that up. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this Greek word, but the definition is to will to uh, to will deliberately have a purpose, be minded, uh, willing as affection to desire. So this is pretty much somebody that they're focused like they're like, nah, riches is the game. That's that's what we headed toward. So if we read that again with that understanding, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. And this is a verse that is so misquoted. You always hear people say this and they leave out this first part for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The Bible does not say money is the root of all evil. The Bible says for the love of money is the root of all evil. Something that said in the book of Ecclesiastes, it is these different things in the Bible are making me realize that a lot of sayings that we have and a lot of principles and, and, and modern proverbs, so to speak, that we have actually come from Bible principles and ideas in the book of Ecclesiastes 
chapter 5. Let me get there in my Bible here. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. The Bible says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. When goods increase, they are increase that eat them. More money, more problems. Sound familiar? And what good and what good is there to the owners thereof? Saving the beholding of them uh, with their eyes. The more money you have, the more problems you have. The more money you have, the more bills you're going to have. I, like, I don't know. I don't know psychologically the science behind this. Maybe it's just that when, you know, people see their accounts fill up, they just think they got to buy more and more things. But it always seems like the more money I have. Now, this is me. I'm pointing to me. I've noticed this. The more money I have, the more things I accumulate that require more money. Now, there are wise people out there a lot wiser than me that do the opposite. Right. And I'm beginning to do that at this later part of my life. I wish I would have learned this much earlier. The more money I have, I try to make my life simpler so I can save more. Right. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with investing your money wisely. There's nothing wrong with your money making money. There's nothing wrong with good investments. But if riches is your goal, yeah, there is something wrong with that. In a book of Psalms, chapter 37, Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4. So these are the principles and the ideas I think that people get confused just not thinking about the things that are said. Actually, I'll start at verse one. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Listen to that. Listen to that again. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily shalt thou be fed. The focus is God and doing right. Not the things. The focus should be God and doing right. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, people quote this. I've heard. Different prosperity preachers quote this, but they miss the whole concept before verse three. Trust in the Lord and do good. This is my surmise looking at this verse and using a little bit of biblical common sense. If if my delight is the Lord, then chances are the desires that I have are not going to be centered around money. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. What's my point? What's my point with all of this? There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with riches. There's nothing wrong with having things. But I think we've been led astray by many of these 
people who preach prosperity as the goal, right? The ends justify the means. They're, and biblically, they're selling the wrong thing. Live for God, do right for believers. Live for God, do right. God will meet your needs. That doesn't mean that you're doing, living for God and doing right doesn't mean you're going to be rich, right? But God can bless you. It's possible that you can be rich. It's very possible. We should invest. We should invest our money wisely. We should do wise things with our money. Open businesses, buy houses. There's nothing wrong with that. But if your focus is the prosperity, if your focus is the riches, you're headed for some hurt. You heard what the book of First Timothy said. You're headed for some hurt. And I think I think when I hear some of these preachers and and uh, prognosticators of prosperity, I, I believe they get people's focus on the wrong thing. People's focus is on that prosperity and not on God, like focus on God, focus on living right for believers and and learn how to be content. There's things I want. I'm not going to lie. There's things I want. I'm not saying I don't want things. I'm not saying I don't desire things. But what I'm learning is my like lately, my prayers, I'm going to be honest with you. I, like when it comes to, to finances, I just pray, God, please allow me to, to meet my needs financially. Now, if God blesses me in abundance beyond that, that would be great. But all, my desire is God Allow me to live for you and meet my needs financially. I'm I'm great with that and I'm very thankful to God for that. But I think when you when your focus becomes the money, when your focus becomes riches, when your focus becomes prosperity, yeah, that's where we go off the rails. And to add furthermore to that, to people who've not started with the gospel, like if you're not saved, if you don't even know God, if you've not repented and believed the gospel, like that's that should be your first focus. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I've gone over it. I've gone over it before the story about the rich man and Lazarus. Right. The rich man, the Lord Jesus Christ told the story. The rich man died, woke up in hell. Lazarus wakes up in Abraham's bosom. The rich man just wanted Lazarus to dip his finger in water to cool his tongue. Did he ask him to bring him the money? Did he ask him to bring him any of his goods? Was that his concern? He was concerned when he when a rich man died, he was concerned about somebody reaching their family with the truth so they wouldn't come to the place that he was at. Rich men who die without God are not thinking about their riches right now. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul again? Nothing wrong with being rich. Nothing wrong with having money. There is, however, something wrong with that being your focus and that being your goal. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.